BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Newton Group Transfer, they are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE. Or go to timesharejesse.com, Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. I have always wanted to be an international arms dealer. We're going to talk about that here in a moment. 
It's the Jesse Kelly Show on social media at Jesse Kelly DC on Twitter, Instagram. I'm on Facebook, 877-377-4373. Jesse at Jesse Kelly Show. I am going to give you guys something you love today. People, I have learned this. And I'm the same way, so I don't judge anybody for it. People love inside baseball stuff. Give me insider info stuff. But I saw Liz Cheney yesterday kept her house GOP leadership position. Everybody's mad about it. I'm going to give you the real skinny on how that stuff happens, and I'm going to give it to you from a personal perspective history story of my own in dealing with powerful Republicans in Washington, D.C., and you're going to want to buckle up for that. I promise I will give it to you right after I wrap up history. Hang with me. I don't make any promises for how soon I'll get to wrapping up history, but when I wrap up history, I'm going to give you the inside baseball stuff. We're going to talk about AOC Lying. We're going to talk about the defense secretary looking into white nationalism in the military. And China. They're promoting manliness. But first, I understand that this is a bad goal. But I am a bad person. And I have always had this fascination with illegal arms dealing, international illegal arms dealing. It's not that it's not that I want anybody to get hurt. I don't want anybody to get hurt. I, I want to live the rest of my life peacefully. I've seen enough blood and stuff. I don't want anyone to get hurt. But I've seen enough movies to know I want to go to some remote warehouse somewhere And I want to have Stinger missiles sitting around. What, Chris? I want tanks, weapons, ammunition. I want to deal with warlords. It looks exotic and it looks awesome. And I'm sure it's not at all, but I don't care. You can call it immature. I have always thought it looked awesome. And my story today is going to be about the man who did it. The man known as the Merchant of Death. I mean, Chris, see? Chris has already said it. It's kind of cool. It is kind of cool. I mean, you don't want to be the Merchant of Death. Or do you? It's kind of cool. But all right, let's do a little setup here. His name is Victor Boot. Spelled like Bout, B-O-U-T, but Victor Boot is his name. In fact, at some point... I'm probably going to call him Victor Boot today. Don't call in here making fun of me. I'm uneducated. But Victor Victor Boot, I almost did it right away. Victor Boot, born, they think, 1967. And you are going to, I mean, look, if we were being immature, idiot young men again, I would say you should play a drinking game today where you take a sip of beer every time I say they think. Because so much of this guy's life is clouded in mystery. And you normally accept a certain amount of mystery when it comes to 
history that just rhymed, Chris, on national radio. Anyway, you accept a certain amount of mystery when it comes to ancient history. Because you don't have many sources. Some guy wrote something down, chiseled something in a rock, and now we have to tell a story about it. You don't know if that's true. But this guy was not living in ancient times. This guy, he's still alive. Yeah, it's crazy. But they think he was born in 1967 in Tajikistan. I don't expect you to know where that is. It doesn't matter. Just know it's one of the stands, one of the Soviet satellite places. That's all you need to know, all right? They know he was in the Soviet armed forces in some capacity, but they have no idea exactly what capacity, which makes his story even more mysterious. What we do know is this. At one point, he was in a Soviet, an extremely advanced Soviet language institute for the military, teaching them languages. We know this guy speaks six languages fluently, and they say, quote, can go to the market in at least 10 languages and can, you know, count to 10 and 15 to 20. The dude is like James Bond. I'm telling you, you're going to like this guy by the time the story's over. Eh, kind of a bad person, but you're going to like this guy. They think he was in the GRU. If you're curious what the GRU is, understand that things get complicated when you talk about the Soviet Union, then it went to Russia and whatnot. But the GRU is essentially the military's spy network. And it's like the GRU, the Soviet Union, it was not only their spy network, they had special forces groups attached to them. It's actually really cool. The GRU, yeah, it was very cool. The GRU is that kind of thing. They think he was in there. They think he was possibly, probably, they don't know, a ranking member of the KGB, a full-out KGB agent. Again, when I say they think, let me emphasize, Victor Boot is has denied that, has denied it emphatically that he was a member of the KGB. But that only makes people more convinced that he was a member of the KGB. This guy did a lot of very shady things. But one thing we do know, one thing we have to understand is where the Soviet Union was at the time. I mean, Buddha's coming up, you know, we're talking 80s here, right? Soviet Union getting ready to collapse, not quite collapsed, had just collapsed, but this was the, the, st- the status of the Soviet Union at the time. Remember, when the Soviet Union went down, we were in an arms race with them. But that also means they were in an arms race with us, which means they were spending huge amounts of money on military hardware. It was They completely crushed themselves. It was actually pretty brilliant by Reagan to do it. Granted, he blew out the budget doing it, but he said, look, Reagan just had a very simple solution. Look, our economy, because we're a capitalist country, is awesome. Theirs is a fraction of ours. If they're going to try to match us gun for gun and bomb for bomb, have a good time. And it worked. Yeah, they tried to match us. They kept up in certain areas and didn't keep up in others. But there's only so much money out there. There simply wasn't enough money to keep the rest of their system afloat as they tried to catch up with military spending. 
And remember how we've talked forever about communism having to be for everyone. The Soviet Union was extremely interested in Africa at the time, 80s, 90s, before that. Why so interested in Africa? Well, Africa was coming out of the colonial period. We have mixed emotions about the colonial period colonization on this show. We don't do the all colonization is evil thing on this show. Oftentimes it was welcomed. Oftentimes, it it increased the standard of living of the people in that nation extremely. Also, you can say it was the history of the world, but we don't have to go into all that right now. What we do have to say is Africa, colonized by the Portuguese, the Netherlands, the British, the French, the uh, France, the, the Soviet Union, and then all those people start pulling out of there. Start, hey, uh, look, we don't want to be evil colonial powers anymore. You can have it, and when you do that. It creates a great, great opportunity for communists. Why? I'll explain why in just a second. And I'll give you some inside baseball stuff from Congress today. Hang on. The Jesse Kelly Show. On air and online at jessekellyshow.com. We all have to take care of ourselves. We all do. It's not look, it's it's not just me. Yes, as you well know, my family has heart problems, a history of it. Blood pressure problems. This is, I have to monitor my own as I press 40 here. What an easy way to take care of your health, Super Beats. Super Beats heart shoes. They come in these little foil packets. You eat two a day. Now, you eat them whenever you want to eat them. I eat them with my dinner. And in my dinner, pop two of these things in. They're little chewy, delicious things. I like the pomegranate berry. I'm also a big fan of their new flavor, Super Grapes. But they taste great. They do not taste like beets. And they're good for you. Do something good for your heart and easy for your heart. Go to GetSuperBeats.com slash Jesse. That's GetSuperBeats.com slash Jesse. That gets you not one, but two free 30-day supplies. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. Oh, yeah, the sanitation, Reg. Remember what the city used to be like? Yeah, all right, I'll grant you the aqueduct and sanitation are two things the Romans have done. And the roads. Well, yeah, obviously the roads. I mean, the roads go without sand, don't they? But apart from the sanitation, the aqueduct and the roads... Irrigation. Medicine. Education. Yeah, yeah, all right, fair enough. And the wine. Yeah, yeah, that's something we'd really miss, Reg, if the Romans left. (laughs) Public baths. And it's safe to walk in the streets at night now, Reg. Yeah, they certainly like to keep order. Let's face it, the only ones who could in a place like this. 
All right, but apart from the sanitation, the medicine, education, wine, public order, irrigation, roads, a fresh water system and public health, what have the Romans ever done for us? Brought peace? Oh, peace! Shut up! Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We love that clip from Life of Brian whenever we're talking about colonization. But in the post-colonization era in Africa, it created a lot of unrest. That kind of vacuum of power is generally not good. Power vacuums are really, really not good because they end up getting filled by the guy who was most violent, had the most guns, and there's been a lot of unrest on that continent. Well, remember this in America today, back then, forever and always, communists love unrest. Communists love war. Why? Because it's a perfect opportunity for them to swoop in and take power. The Soviet Union had a huge weapon stockpile, not just to keep up with us, but so they could funnel it to the groups of their choosing in Africa. Oh, I like this dictator. He does what we say. Here's some extra guns to keep him in power. Oh, I like this rebel group. They're going to do what we say. Let's give them some guns so they can take power, that kind of thing. But picture this world, and I i wish I could teleport myself back to this era to see it. You have the Soviet Union. You have all their satellite countries, Ukraine and things like that. And they have these huge weapons depots in airports with cargo planes. And I mean, weapons depot, just a warehouse full ammunition, weapons. Soviet Union collapses. A a gigantic superpower collapses. And the stuff's still just there. Picture what it's there's not there's not a country anymore there. I mean there's there's Russia, but you were in, say, the Soviet military. All of a sudden there is no Soviet military. There's no Soviet military paycheck coming in the mail. You just one day go hop in your car and drive home. And everyone else does too. Some stay, obviously, in certain places, but you end up with huge, virtually abandoned areas stocked full of weapons and planes and gear and everything else. And look, the transition the Soviet Union tried to make from communism to some sort of capitalism was an absolute disaster. It turned out that it just a bunch of very powerful people seized everything. It was the age of the oligarchs. They seized all the formerly state-run oil and gas companies. And the Russian gangsters, the mafia guys, are seizing all these things. And the, and the politicians who have military uh, hardware behind them, they're seizing things. And Victor Boot, he's 24 years old. Probably KGB trained, sees one gigantic opportunity here. So he decides he's going to acquire himself a few of these abandoned aircraft and he buys them for virtually nothing. And again, I have to say, we think here, we think the GRU, the military intelligence, 
bought the planes for him in return for a cut of all the smuggling he was about to do. But your boot, your organizing deals with guys who have these huge weapons and ammo depots, you have just bought some planes, and now you have hardware people want. Well, let me ask you something. Whatever your job is, whatever you do for a living, what if you woke up tomorrow and the job was gone? It had disappeared officially. You're an accountant. All of a sudden, there's no more accountants anymore. Accounting is no longer a profession. I know that's ridiculous, but accounting's no longer a profession. And let's say that's all your training. I mean, most people get in a job and stay in a job. That's what you do. But you found out. Well, I understand there's no more legal accounting anymore, but a lot of these guys still want some accounting done. What do you do? What do you do? Ever thought about it? It's crazy, right? Because we're Americans. We've never had to live in a world like this. You're Victor Boots. You're trained in military intelligence. You've done the spy training, the military training. You speak 8,000 languages. Now all the official stuff goes away, and, well, that's your trade. People want things. Why wouldn't you give it to them? And I hate to sound like him because Victor Boot will tell you to this day, uh, I wasn't some evil warlord mastermind. I was just a capitalist selling people the things they wanted to buy. Period. And I know Chris is saying, to be fair, and he's right. Right? And let's be clear about this. It wasn't just massive, you know, depots full of weapons and ammunition. You're a weapons manufacturer. You'd been getting these huge, you know, orders from the Soviet government. What am I supposed to do with my factory now? We were just making all these guns and now the Soviet Union is gone. But wait, this guy just came in and he said he wants me to make him 100,000 guns. He's going to pay me to do it. Do you feel like that person is doing something illegal? Do you feel like they would think they're doing something illegal? Or do you feel like they would think, uh, I'm doing what I've always done and I'm still feeding my family? You see what I mean? We're going to be wading through a couple gray areas in here today. It's, it's really, really gray. And Victor Boot, well, here's the thing. He's not only working for war, for warlords. We know at one point he was in, it, it was all over Africa. And we're going to get to him being in Afghanistan and in Iraq later on, but we know he was all over Africa. And he's not only running you know, a plane full of missiles into somewhere. He's doing official things for official governments, including <clears throat> the United States of America. He is officially working for the dictator of of Liberia, a man named Charles Young. And this is a terrible person. I'm not going to defend Charles Young. He's one of these guys who had the, you know how they're famous for the, the child soldiers, which is really sad in Africa. He would drug out kids and have them fight for him. So this is no defense of Charles Young. But Victor Boot would bring in weapons for him. And then he'd hop on a plane and bring in a crate of whiskey for this official government. Oh, these people want some potatoes. He he would bring anything 
for anybody. It wasn't all guns and ammunition. He was working for governments. He was just the guy who could get you things. We're not done yet with Victor Boot and my inside baseball story on Liz Cheney's coming up. Hang on. Never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit adoptuskids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three Jesse at jessekellyshow dot com. Remember, before I get back to my story here, tomorrow, it's the day. It's an Ask Doctor Jesse Friday tomorrow. You're welcome to call in, leave a voicemail with your Ask Dr. Jesse question. You can email them though, Jesse at jessekellyshow dot com. We got some good ones. We have this hilarious story today about the Japanese Olympics chief. What a legend. <laughs> and I'm going to give you my inside baseball story about how things work. Liz Cheney kept her GOP leadership position yesterday, and I wasn't shocked in the least. I'll tell you why in a second. But first, we're going to try to motor through this Victor Boot story. But I'm not ruining the story. I might get through it this segment. I might not. I'll do what I want on my show, Chris. So, Boot is an excellent communicator. He's an excellent networker. Really, what he is is a people person. You have these African nations. They need things. You have countries like the United States of America that need things. Other legitimate nations need things, and Boot simply gets to know people from all of them. He would famously go into a a, a country, call it Congo, and he would get to know all the leadership on both sides. I'm going to get to know the leadership of the rebels. I'm going to get to know the leadership on this side. He'd get to know the airport security guards. He'd get to know everything, absolutely everything. Why? Well, People who learn how other people tick make themselves a lot of money. And Victor Boot was the smuggler's smuggler. 
He flew stuff for the UN. He flew food into Somalia. He flew troops into Rwanda, while at the same time flying in weapons to the people opposing the people. And his reputation begins to grow. His money begins to grow. And he wants more than just three cargo planes. What does he do? Well, this freaking genius, there's something out there called the International Plane Registry. It may have different names depending on where you are, but it's exactly what it sounds like. Every plane in the world has a registration. So you can tell what, who's flying what, what's flying where. It's just a way for them to track everything. Well, you get your plane taken off that plane registry as soon as your plane is decommissioned. It's too old. It's in a state of disrepair. We're sending it to the junkyard. It's done. It's taken off the registry. Well, those are the planes Boot would buy. He'd buy the ones that were toast simply pay to have them refurbished, and now you have a plane that's black. It's gone. It's a ghost that doesn't exist. And he would keep he would keep all the people on his payroll in the dark about what they were flying. Uh, captains are famous, famous for having to know what they're flying. What is the cargo? What am I flying? Boots people never knew. But they did have spray paint always on them to change the tail numbers of the planes from landing somewhere. And he would he would fly in a shipment of food to a country and then pick up weapons from them and fly them to the country next door. The guy was just the smuggler's smuggler. A natural rule breaker. And he, he would say to this day, and he's not necessarily wrong that what he was doing was the same thing that nations were doing on their own, flying in aid for money when it was needed, flying in weapons for money when it was needed. And he would you had to have a certificate for wherever you got where you were going. Whatever you were flying, you had to have a certificate, especially the weapons, and he would just forge them. And they asked him about that, and he said, well, everybody forges them. What are you talking about? I for Yeah, I forged them, of course. One of the guys who worked for Victor Boot said forging the certificate was as easy as buying a hamburger at McDonald's. It's just something everybody did. Everybody did it. And he would lie about flight plans. He would make random, quote, emergency landings. We're having some engine trouble, only it wasn't an emergency landing. He lands and drops off a tank and then takes off again. He would. He was involved in Sierra Leone, which was ugly. He's involved, like I said, in Liberia, which is ugly. And what's happening now is the world is starting to take notice. If you were alive back then, which most of you were, the world was starting to take notice about the unrest and the death and the genocide happening in Africa. And people, once you start getting attention, if you're a crime, if you're living the criminal life, that is the beginning of the end for you. Remember, how many mafia shows have we done? How many times have we talked about the fact that, well, the best ones are not the ones you've heard about. I mean, you, we hear about if I if I were to ask you to start naming mafia bosses, unless you're a mafia geek like me, you're probably going to name Al Capone or John Gotti first. Those are almost one or two on everyone's list. Those are the two guys who are a punchline with the major mafia guys. 
because they were in the news. They loved being in the news and in the papers, and they, they loved the celebrity life. The real kingpins who last a long time are the ones who stay real quiet. Shut up. Stay out of the press. The world starts to notice what's happening in Africa, and as they're studying the death and the unrest, and it, it was, I mean, it was absolutely horrible, they start asking, where are they getting all these weapons? How are they getting all these weapons? Which brings him on to the American radar. And now what's funny is, well, let's just focus on America for a moment. In America, in certain circles, even within the government, this dude is a bad guy. He's persona non grata. Uh, there was actually a task force set up to track him because they couldn't get pictures of him. He was so mysterious. He had companies set up all over the world, shell companies, so they couldn't track him, didn't know his real name, didn't know his picture forever. Task force gets started to track him. But also, then 9-11 happens. America declares a war on terror. We go from a task force tracking him to saying things like, hey, Victor, would you mind sending some stuff into Afghanistan for us? There is all I have is rumor. Again, we think, like I said, it's a thousandth time I've said it today. We think the CIA was heavily involved with him. But he was, and, and look, he was sending things to the Taliban, but also sending things to the Northern Alliance, who was fighting the Taliban. Just one of these guys who sold things to everywhere. And, and he gets a plane shot down. It's a plane, one of his planes gets shot down. These Soviet guys get taken captive by the Taliban. And this made international headlines at the time. The guys make some daring great escape they'd make a movie about because Boot is trying to negotiate their release with the Taliban. The Taliban aren't releasing them. The, the captives go do some plane maintenance one day and hotwire the plane with the battery and take off and fly out and escape out of there. But it gets, you know, international attention, which again brings Boot back into the spotlight. And I don't want it to sound like I'm insulting the U.S. government or pointing fingers at the U.S. government here for working with people like this. This is really what I want you to take away as I get ready to wrap this whole thing up with this guy from what we know and what we don't know. In order to get things done, the history of the world is Using people who aren't the best people to get things done. What do I mean by that? What do I what does that mean for you and me? I'll tell you in a second. Hang on. to the Jesse Kelly show. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man. You 
your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has prediabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. It's the Jesse Kelly Show. You can find me on social media at Jesse Kelly DC on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. I'm all over all that stuff. But as we wrap up the Victor Boot story here, he, like I said, was definitely trained. We don't know all the entities he was working for, but we do know this. The Brits want him arrested. The Brits are tracking him. The Brits find out this man is going to be on a plane to Greece. They arrange to have him arrested when he lands. This is, I forget the date. This is 2002-ish, I think. I, I think I have that right. It's 2002. He gets on the plane, heading to Greece. All of a sudden, the plane goes dark. The plane has to land somewhere. Refuel, something like that. Takes back off real quick, goes and lands in Greece. They swarm the plane. No Victor Boot on it. The British, I think it was MI6 specifically, still blame America for this to this day. They say there's only one other nation that knew about this whole thing. There's only one way he could have known about this, and that's if the United States of America warned him about this. See what I mean? We think a lot of things. He's flying for America in Iraq. But the pressure is still building. And the pressure is still building, still building, and soon he becomes an international pariah. He's hiding out in Russia, guarded by Vladimir Putin, and he was always introduced as somebody who was protected, and I quote, at the highest level. This dude, I, I, the stories this guy could tell. International pressures building. He's also good friends with the biggest Russian mob boss in the world. Eventually, he, the DEA wants him. Remember, huge parts of American law enforcement want to take this guy down. So they get some Colombian rebels, the, the FARC rebels, F-A-R-C, the FARC rebels. They bust a couple drug dealers, have them pose as FARC rebels who want missiles. They lure Victor Boot out of the country, lure him to Thailand to arrange this meeting and sell these guys surface-to-air missiles, shoulder-fired surface-to-air missiles. 
Like, this would not be something Boot would ever even consider wrong, but they did make the offer. He didn't offer it. They said, we want them. Can you get them? This is not a man who ever says no. He can get them. He meets in a hotel conference room, this little conference room, with a bunch of undercover agents, writes down, I think you can still see the video on YouTube of this meeting, writes down the list of weapons and things they want, Boom, they bust in. And here's the really crazy thing about this whole thing. One, apparently, and they all talk about it. All the arresting agents talk about it. He was so calm when he was being arrested when the when the bust happened. They said they'd not seen things like that. People were either scared or angry or whatever would be going through your head. I don't know. I've never been a criminal when they're slapping the cuffs on you. You were scared or angry or whatnot. Boot, cool as a cucumber. And apparently just turns to the DEA agent and says, the game is over. Now, he ends up getting, you know, they, they extradited him back to the United States of America. He's still doing hard times, still alive today at a federal penitentiary in, in Marion, Illinois. Still claims that he was set up. Now, let me ask you something. Wasn't he set up? The reason I bring up this story today is, one, it's very cool. I mean, international arms dealer, man of mystery, speaks a bunch of languages. You know what I'm talking about. If you want to look him up, you're welcome to. I hear there's a lot of really cool stuff on him. I I could only consume so much in the time I had. V-I-K-T-O-R-B-O-U-T, Victor Boot. But the world is so gray. I talked earlier about having to use bad people. Nations use bad people all the time. Good causes use bad people. Bad causes use bad people. John Gotti doesn't go to jail without multiple, multiple murderer Sammy the Bull Gravano working with the United States government to put John Gotti in jail. I say this because... I hear a lot of talk on the right about how we need to purge this element and purge that element. And we can't have anybody who thinks this and anybody who talks like that. We have to, we have to make sure we're, we're pure and we're clean. And I'm not saying we want to be some amoral, you know, just, I don't, I'm not saying we want to be Victor boot, but people, we are in trouble out here. We have got to find people and use people who get things done now. Now, you want to know the inside baseball story of how Liz Cheney kept her leadership position when she's currently getting slaughtered in the polls in her own primary in Wyoming? I'll tell you how. Hang on. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, We'll probably stay together. Probably? (laughs) It's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, Okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. 
probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Here's the skinny for those of you who missed it. 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Liz Cheney, obviously, of the Cheney family. Powerful, mega powerful family. Political royalty. Third ranking member of the GOP in the House of Representatives. This lady carries a big, big, big stick. And famously, the Cheney Bush clan despised Donald Trump and the feeling was very much mutual and his worldview especially foreign policy wise is drastically drastically different than theirs hatred there so that little capital raid thing happens and Liz Cheney decides to be one of the 10 Republicans to join with the Democrats and vote to impeach Donald Trump Donald Trump's the most popular Republican in America by a mile. Huge, huge issue, right? Well, we're going to talk about that. Hang on. Jesse Kelly Show. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You, you want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a thousand at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. nwretention.com. That's nwretention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details.
If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Hear fascinating animal stories to explore wildlife across the globe in Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife. Starting March 15th, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, it's been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He had enlisted in the military after graduating high school. He left behind a pregnant fiance who gave birth to a son he would never meet. Thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most catastrophically injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us.